This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What does the Bible mean by walking in love? What does it mean to love your neighbor? Does loving my neighbor merely mean that I should do him no harm? How should I respond when he's unloving towards me? Who and when does God expect me to love? Over these next six life-changing days of study entitled Perfecting Your Love Walk, Pastor Ray teaches that loving one's neighbor is really all about cultivating a very special kind of relationship. It's a relationship that God doesn't simply ask we cultivate, but one He demands we cultivate, with our neighbor and with ourselves. But because God has made no man perfect, walking in love can often be a difficult thing to accomplish. So be sure to stay tuned to all six sessions of this series, as Pastor Ray takes us step-by-step on a lifelong journey of how best to love God, your neighbor, and yourself by simply perfecting your love walk. Everything that I do, every decision that I make as it pertains to other people and the way I respond, I'm very, very careful. Inside a church, outside a church. Because I realize that my reactions, my temperament, the way I say something, the language by which I say it or the language that I use in saying it can come across in a way that, if it did come across in a way that would be unloving, I realized that it could destroy my witness and my testimony and potentially hold somebody back from receiving Christ the Savior. Am I telling the truth here tonight or what? That's why I'm very, very careful. Sometimes I want to say something. I really want to say something. You, want to, you just want to say something. But you need, see, what you've got to do, brother, sister, is you've got to put your brain in gear before you put your mouth in motion because you're going to crash. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to say something or do something that could potentially be potentially hurtful to another person and you can thus destroy your witness and possibly destroy the opportunity or the possibility of that person coming to the Lord. He said they're going to know by your, the love you have for one another, they're going to know that you're my disciple. Let's go over to a very familiar verse of Scripture. I'm going to jump over a couple of things because we're running out of time here. Go to 1 Corinthians, very familiar, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's just talk a little bit about um, some of the practical here, all right? Let's just get started with it a little bit. And he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and you've heard this just at about every wedding that you've been to in the last 25 years, 30 years, whatever it is, however you've been going, long you've been going to weddings, everybody uses... Corinthians 13, but nobody really understands, and nobody really lives by this. All right? So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and Paul writes here, he says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Um, you'll, you'll know if you're a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal if you are married and your spouse does not respond to you too well. You'll know, am I talking to you? I don't know, am I? <laughs> You're going to sound like a clanging bell 
a gonging cymbal or a clanging cymbal and a gonging, gonging bell or a sounding brass. Um, you see, you see I, I like to say this. You can say anything to anybody as long as you say it in love. What he's saying here, he says, you can have the tongues and we can talk about, you know, tongues of angels, of wisdom and be so supernatural with your speech. But if you have not love, everything you say is not going to be received or accepted. All it's going to sound like is a clanging cymbal and a gonging bell or whatever it be. Because love has got to be the motivation. If there's no love motivating, then your words are going to... See, so one of the things that, that I've learned so long ago especially in dealing with so many people, having you know, a staff and having workers, hundreds of workers and people that I interact with at that level and trying to manage everybody. You know, like I say, it's easy. You can fall out of love and you can say, some, say things sometimes in a very harsh way. And I think I gave some examples last week of how I got myself into trouble with some people because I let my mouth fly and my temper fly and I ruined, um, you know, I ruined people along the way. Didn't mean to, but that's what happened. So you see... You've got to be very, very careful because he says even though you have wisdom and speak in a supernatural way and, and you can be so anointed, um, if you don't have love, if love isn't... See, the whole, the whole purpose of 1 Corinthians 13 is talking about motivation. If the motivation isn't love, then everything you're saying is just going to fall dead right at your feet or at the feet of the person you're trying to talk to. I found out a long time ago, if you just cool your jets and purpose to say something in a nicer, more pleasant way and try to, try to truly say it from a heart of love towards somebody, that you will be much better received. And sometimes you have to say things that are, can be difficult and challenging. But love needs to be the motivation. So he says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. See, again, he's talking about supernatural power, faith, um, understanding mysteries, knowledge, all of, these, all of these power things. He said, if I have all of this, but I have not love, I'm nothing. You see, you see that's why I go back to saying that I believe every believer's, every believer's prayer ought to be, I want to be a person of love. Because I can have powers and anointings and, and be used in all kinds of gifts. But if I, have, if I don't have love, if the motivation isn't love, if it's, if it's not being driven by a heart of love, then everything I'm doing is worth nothing. It's totally wiped out. That's why I think we, we all need to really check our motivations. Yes. Why am I doing what I'm doing in, in, in the kingdom of God, especially? Why, what am I doing? If, if love isn't the motivation, then it is all for naught. Verse 3, And though I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but I have love, it profits me nothing. So even though I do works, because sometimes people do works, but they do them with the wrong motivation. They do works to be noticed. They do good things to feel good. They do good things because it gives them a sense of... Now, there's nothing wrong with having that sense of... That feel-good sense or the sense of satisfaction. But that can't be the motivation while you're doing it. You're doing it. You're, you're bestowing your goods and helping people because you're being motivated by a heart of love. Everybody say, love. Love got to be the motivation. Otherwise, it's for naught. It's for nothing. It's useless. It's totally useless. Why? Because God is love. And everything that God does, He does through the motivation of love because He is love. He wants to prosper you. Why? Because He loves you. He wants to heal you. Why? Because He loves you. He wants you to be successful and will work with you and be by your side and push you along. Why? Because He loves you. He wants only good for you and He only has good in store for you. Why? Because He loves you. Everything God does in our lives is because He he puts up with you. 
And don't look at me like that because God is putting up with you. I know it. I can feel it. I can see it. Why does God do that? Because he loves you. Everything God does comes from the motivation of love because he is love. And he wants us to perfect the same kind of walk in this world as we walk with one another. Come on. All right, so let's keep going. And he says in verse 4, now listen, now he tells you about love. All right, you ready? Now he's going to tell you about love. Love suffers long. Everybody said, oh, dear God. Love, true love suffers long. One version says, love is long suffering. Just the old English way of saying suffering long. Long, everybody say long suffering. In other words, sometimes you just got to suffer through. Boy, I know how that feels. God, I want to I love this person. But right now, I don't feel like loving this person. This person is not lovable. As a matter of fact, they're very unlovable. They're doing some unlovable things. Love, true love, is going to suffer long. And allow God to get involved. Trust God with these kinds of relationships, whether they, whatever they be. So true love is long-suffering, or it suffers long. It's in for the long haul. Does everybody hear what I just said? It's in for the long haul. That means that, you know, if you're truly going to walk in love with people, then you're, in, you're into it. You're into it for the long haul. And he says, love is, is, suffers long and is kind. What is it? Kind? Just simple kindness. Where's kindness in the world? You know? Uh, I was talking, my, my personal trainer the other day had a little incident on the highway. And, you know, he told me about the incident. And, and I told him he was a knucklehead. You know, he, you know he's a believer, doesn't go to church yet, but he's kind of new at all. I said, you're a knucklehead. Why did you respond that way? Shaking his fist, giving, you know, you know what goes up when the fist goes up, when you're angry, especially with road rage. You know, a high sign. Hallelujah. <laughs> he ain't worshiping God in the car, that's for sure. And shaking his fist and the whole bit. Anyway, got into a scuffle and pulled over to the side, you know, two guys, you know, being macho and blah, 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 blah. You know, I didn't get into any physical thing, but you know, just getting into it. And I thought, you're, you're a knucklehead. I said, what you should have done is you should have just backed off, kept your hand, sat, sat on your hand, put some gum in your mouth or do something, man, just button your mouth up and just drive away. Why, why are you getting into that stuff for? You see, where's kindness, man? People make mistakes. People cut people off. People back into you. What are you going to do? You're going to freak out, man? You can't. You just got to learn to be kind. You got to... You just got to practice some kindness because love is kind. It doesn't mean you're a pushover. It doesn't mean you're a wimp. You're not going to people come and purposely do stuff to you. you. You have a right to defend yourself and stand up for yourself in a given situation like that. But there's a, you can do it in a kind way. You know, you can stand your ground in a kind way. You can get your point around. You can get the same point to whoever you're trying to get it to. The same person that you're waving your hand at with, you know, your finger up in the air. You know what I'm talking about. Right? And the curse words that come. I think I told you the story one time. I was backing out of, um, I, I was driving out of Costco. I ever tell you this story? It still bothers me to this day. And I'm driving, I mean, I'm driving in the lane. I mean, unless somebody rewrote the New York State driver, driver's manual, I'm driving in the lane and I'm going, cars are parked this way. Now, the last I read the manual, I have the right of way. 
Do I not? Did, did I miss something? I know I got my license a long time ago, but I think the rules are still the same. If you're on, in the main road, you have the right of way, and I'm driving along this way, and this guy is backing out, and I slowed down for a minute, but realized that I was really close to him, so in an effort to get out of his way, I just kind of went real fast right by and the next thing I know, the guy pulls out. And he's waving his hand and giving me, a, giving me the high sign and cursing. And I'm thinking, what did I do? And he's beeping his horn and, and spitting cotton. And I mean, he was I mean, angry at me. So I just, you know, I just kept going. And I went down one, you know, one lane and I came to one exit. He went around the other end and we met up like this. I'm here and he's here. And he rolls down the window and he's still spitting cotton and waving his hand and giving me the high and cursing like a, like a demon. And then I recognized that he had a three-year-old kid in the back seat of the car. And I thought to myself, what kind of example are you, sir, over a stupid parking issue like that? You're going to lose your cool information. Man, you got some bigger issues going on in your life. Because usually that's what... The reason why people are unkind to other people usually is because they've got other issues going on. They need to get saved. They need to get cleaned up. They, they need help. You see, let's spread a little kindness in the world. Let's spread a little forgiveness in the world. A little understanding. Let's back off a little bit. And you know, you, you, listen, you can, you can stand your ground and do it with kindness. Did you all hear what I said? You can stand your ground and get your point across and you can do it with kindness. I've learned how to do that. I politely disagree or I politely interrupt and, you know, give my point. But you can do it with kindness. So he says, um, verse, uh, where was I? Verse 4. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Love doesn't have envy in it. So if we're, if we're learning something about the love walk, we can't be envious of others. There's so much envy in the world. Look at what they have. Look at the size of her ring. Look at the size of his car. Look at the watch he's wearing. Oh, I wonder where he got that stuff. You know, rah, rah, rah. but must be doing something dishonest. Come on. Either that or they're hocked up to the eyeballs and credit. What's well, none of your business how they got it? What do you care anyway? You know why you act that way? You know why people envy? Because they wish they had it. You envy because somebody else has something that you want and that you would like. Well, I learned a long time ago, what you need to do is rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Do it God's way. You just say, praise God, you gave it to them, you'll give it to me. God is the same God. Years ago, I, you know, I, see, I see people... Uh, guys that I admired, you know, I looked up to godly men, and they had, you know, they had their act, they had nice suits and nice watches and nice. I just, I just rejoice with them, say hallelujah, praise the Lord, God. Just bless. in fact, I many of them I sowed into their lives, help them get even more stuff. Just believing and knowing one day it's going to fall on me. It's going to happen to me if you keep the right attitude and the right heart. Uh, there's so much to say here, and you know, years later, God began to bless me at that level. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. In other words, you don't walk around with your chest out, you know, and blah, 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 and always talking about yourself and parading, parading all your wonderful qualifications and who you are. And you know what I'm talking about. Trying to, here, trying to impress people. I don't try to impress anybody. I just want to be plain old me. You like me? You like me. You don't like me? Too bad. I can't make you like me. And I found out a long time ago that not everybody's going to like you. So, 
I thank God for the ones who do like me. Is everybody with me? Does not behave rudely. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Means evil thoughts to do harm to someone. Right? That's what it means. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. So if you, wanna, if you want to truly... We're going to come to an end here. If you want to truly check out your love walk, then hold up the activity and the actions of your life against what we just read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Begin to look at the way you're responding and you're reacting in in circumstances and situations and hold it up and see how it holds up against uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is what we ought to strive for. You ought to read these verses and not think of wedding bells or think about when you're going to use this in your wedding you know, for those ladies that are single yet, but you ought to you ought to meditate on this and say, "This is what I want to be. I want to be patient. I want to be kind. I want to. I don't want my words to just fall to the floor. I want my motivation and everything that I say and do for someone to be motivated by love." See, I, you got to check your action because sometimes you know I've had to watch myself too because sometimes we want to do stuff. And uh, we want to do it for the wrong reason. And I've, I always check myself, why am I doing this right now? Is it, is it coming from a heart of love or is it that I'm trying to get recognized, appreciated? Am I doing it? With, so you, you've got to check the actions of your own life and see how they hold up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Because Jesus said a new commandment, not a suggestion. I give you that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples. So it says that love never fails. Where there are prophecies, they'll fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it'll vanish away. For we know in part and prophesy. So anyway, it goes on with this. Go down to verse 13. And it says, and now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is, everybody say it, love. Now, let me just correct something here. Because, again... I don't think that love is greater than faith and hope as it stands as one of the, you know, the virtues of God. But what I, what I believe the verse is saying here is that the greatest motivator is love. Because everything we do needs to be motivated from a heart of love. Every, and, if, and, and you know, I say it this way. If, you can't, if your motivation is not love and you can't do what you do, whether it be for the church or for another uh, Christian or believer or for another person... If love isn't the motivation, you know what I say? Don't do it. Don't do it until you can get your motivation correct. See, because when you do something in love, you don't expect anything back. Because often people do stuff, and I have to be very careful because people want to do a lot of stuff for me. But I'll tell you what, I found out along the way, mama didn't raise no dope. I found out along the way that sometimes people do stuff because they've got this thing. You, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Uh Uh-uh, you want to scratch my back? Go ahead and scratch my back. But I don't know if I want to scratch your back. I'd rather scratch my own back. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So you've got to be very, very careful because sometimes people will lead you into something and they'll do for you, but the motivation is not right because they'll expect something back. That's why I say you better check your motivations. You do something, you know, I often think of this, you know, often... um, if I, if I send an offering to another minister or whatever, 
You know, I, I, I thought of this because they all are very quick about sending a thank you note or a letter. You know, we try to do the same thing. And, and I can remember a couple of times sending out an offering to someone and I never got a response back. And then I started, you know, I said, well, gee, that wasn't really nice of them. I mean, I, I sent them, they should at least acknowledge that they received it. You know, and that's true, you should. But, but I had to test my own heart. You see, because if I'm expecting something in return, then I haven't released it in love. Love doesn't really care whether you get a response back. You get a thank you note. You know, and then the Lord said to me one time, you know, well, if you want to know if they, because you know, we all said, well, I want to make sure they got the check. Well, go check your checking account. Go look at the return checks that you get. You know, they give you a photocopy of it or whatever. Or they send the checks back. Go check your checking account. You'll find that. And then, you know, I did that. I said, well, praise God, they got it. Hallelujah. And that's all that matters. But, you know, what's the motivation? Because if you're doing it out of love, you're not expecting anything in return. You're just done. And if our motivation is love with one another, then, man, we got it. We've we got the right motivation. We're, we're walking the right way. It's pleasing to God. We're fulfilling the commandment of the Lord. And like he said here, we didn't get into it. He says, these two commandments. You can hang all other commandments and all the law of the prophet on these two commandments. I didn't get to it tonight, but I'll give it to you now. He says, love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, soul, and mind. And the other is similar to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So love God, love people. Love God, love people. Do this way. Say, put your hand up. Say, love God, love people. All I am is the vessel through whom God works. I make myself available. Love God, love people. As I'm walking through life, I'm loving God, loving people, loving God, loving people. I become, I become God's hands and feet and lips. I become God's hands extended into this world by loving Him and loving on people. Wow, glory. And I fulfill the law of love. See? And He says, if you do that, you fulfill the law. You don't have to worry about not coveting thy neighbor's goods, not coveting thy neighbor's wife, not doing this, not doing... You don't have to worry about it because when you're walking in love with people, you wouldn't dare even think those things. I wouldn't think about taking your wife. Are you crazy, man? I love you. I wouldn't think about coveting your goods. I'm rejoicing with you because you've got, you've got that stuff. I'm not like, oh, you know. I wouldn't kill anybody. You see, You see all these... Like we had it again on TV, you know, kid goes into school and blows people up. And, man, it's because he has no God in his life. He doesn't have God. He doesn't have Jesus. He's got an empty hole. He hasn't been touched by the love of God. That's why you need Jesus in your life. I mean, you see what the world, the world doesn't need more psychology. The world doesn't need more pills. The world doesn't need, come on, more alcohol, more drugs. What, what the world needs is more Jesus. Because if you're you're bathed in this word, you're not going to kill, you're not going to steal, you wouldn't do these things because the love of God is in you. And the Bible said, if you don't do these things, if hatred's in you, that means that the love of God isn't in you. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 
$10 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.